Hey there, it's me, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, that redheaded actor from Modern Family. I have a podcast. It's combining a couple of my favorite things, talking and food. Please join me as I dine with the biggest names in entertainment, people like Julie Bowen, Kristen Bell, Fred Armisen, and so many more. It's called Dinners on Me, and you're invited. Am I saying a chocolate souffle is going to get me to reveal all of my secrets? Yeah, I am. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Wednesday, April 8th. I'm Martine Powers. Here are election updates from today's episode of Post Reports. Good morning, and thank you very much for joining me. So this morning, Senator Bernie Sanders announced that he was suspending his campaign for president. I wish I could give you better news, but I think you know the truth. And that is that we are now some 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden, and the path toward victory is virtually impossible. This was a moment that a lot of people, uh, both Sanders detractors and Sanders supporters, were wondering if this would come now, if this would come later. There was a lot of uncertainty about whether and even if he was willing to end this campaign before we got to the end of the primary season. So while we are winning the ideological battle, and while we are winning the support of so many young people and working people throughout the country, I have concluded that this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. He's suspending his campaign, and that effectively ends the Democratic presidential race. So a very, very significant moment today. My name is Sean Sullivan, and I'm a national politics reporter at The Washington Post, and I've been covering Senator Bernie Sanders' campaign for uh, the last year. More than the last year, actually. Sorry. I mean, what is time at this point, right? (laughs) And what did Sanders say about why he decided that this was the moment to drop out? Well, he presented a couple of explanations for his decision. And the most notable part of it is he said that he thought about the current coronavirus crisis as he weighed his future. As I see the crisis gripping the nation, exacerbated by a president unwilling or unable to provide any kind of credible leadership and the work that needs to be done to protect people in this most desperate hour, I cannot in good conscience continue to mount a campaign that cannot win and which would interfere with the important work required of all of us in this difficult hour. So his decision is directly tied to what we're seeing going on around the rest of the country and the world right now with this pandemic. And the other part of that, which he alluded to in in that quote, and he explained at more length uh, in another part of his remarks today, was that he just didn't see a path to victory. And as we look at the last few weeks, he just wasn't finding any traction in any state or any place where it looked like he could break through. There was a time not that long ago when he was considered the front runner in this race, but In the last few primary contests that we've seen, Biden has dominated. He's not found any path to victory. And the pandemic hasn't changed that. As people have looked at this race over the past couple of weeks, it hasn't changed. The polls have shown that Biden is still a clear leader. And so I think that weighed on his mind as well, that the changes that have been happening around this campaign have not really changed the dynamic in this race. And it was almost impossible, he concluded, for him to win. And so he was going to end his campaign. 
So I hope this doesn't sound like a like a dumb question, but now that Sanders has dropped out, is that it? Is Biden the Democratic nominee? He is going to be the nominee. That's effectively the upshot of what happened today. And it's something that I think a lot of Democrats have sensed was going to happen over the past few weeks. Now, there are some technical things at the convention, things like the party platform, negotiations over what the party is going to stand for. There are some committees where people who support Sanders are going to want to have some influence. But at the end of the day, Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee. Today's decision by Senator Sanders makes that clear, removes any remaining drama that would have existed otherwise. But Biden's going to be the nominee. And for the Democratic Party, that's that's what they're looking at moving forward. So then what happens from here on out? Like if Bernie Sanders represented this ultra liberal wing of the party, is there still a chance that those people will essentially fall in line behind Joe Biden because he's a better alternative to Donald Trump? And and is there a future where we see Democrats really coming together in the next few months? That is a huge, huge question for the Democratic Party right now. And I don't think we know the answer quite yet because we see a lot of Sanders supporters who don't like Joe Biden, who are not happy with him. Uh, as the nominee, they are not happy with the idea of him leading this party into battle in November. And we've even seen some Sanders supporters say, I'd rather vote for Donald Trump or I'd rather vote for a third party candidate. That's a problem that Biden is going to have to deal with, that Biden's campaign is going to have to deal with. And to what extent do you think that Sanders himself may or may not play a role in that? Like, is there a world in which he endorses Joe Biden, even though he spent the last year railing against him? There is a world where that happens. And one key difference is that Sanders's relationship with Biden is very, very different than Sanders's relationship with Hillary Clinton was. The Clinton-Sanders dynamic was never good. They ran against each other as a one-on-one battle for a long time. This race has unfolded very differently. There were a lot of different candidates or a lot of different battle lines. And Sanders has said over and over again, he counts Joe Biden as a friend. Uh, They like each other. They seem to get along a lot better. So that gives some supporters on both sides hope that the rancor and the tension that we saw in 2016 is not going to happen again this time around. But at the same time, if you look at some of the things that Sanders supporters have said in interviews on social media and elsewhere, there is a lot of disappointment in Biden as a candidate. Uh, his policy positions in many ways are very different from Sanders. He does not support a Medicare for all system. He does not support some of the sweeping liberal ideas that Sanders has. And I think there's still a lot of lingering animosity among Sanders supporters about the notion of Biden being the nominee. So while there is potential here, certainly, for the relationship to be better, a lot of Sanders supporters may go a different route. And I would add that one theme that I have picked up on from covering the Sanders movement over the last year is when I talk to activists... They say, look, we don't take our cues from the official campaign. And sometimes we don't even take our cues from Senator Sanders himself. We are an organic movement. We go our own way. We say what we want to say. We don't speak always with a unified voice. So even if Sanders is out there embracing Biden, campaigning with him, touting him, telling voters why he should be the next president, it's not clear that all of his supporters are going to fall in line behind him. Sean Sullivan covers politics for The Post. That 
that's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening. Thank you.